Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 66 of The Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, I'm sharing the six things that I've been focusing on that are really helping manage my stress and my nervous system, why it's not as simple as just chill out, and the biological reason you might be feeling super productive for a few days and then exhausted and unable to do anything the next. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to take a second to take a deep breath collectively. So take a big breath in and out and allow yourself the space and really forgiveness of yourself to stumble right now. We are bearing witness to the largest civil rights uprising this world has ever seen. And for myself as a white woman, it's been eye-opening. I'm going to admit I didn't realize not only how much privilege was infused throughout my life, but also what that privilege was keeping me from seeing. And so today's episode is born out of that. We are in it for the long haul, and to be able to show up and take action and be the allies and action takers and change makers that we want to be, it's important to take care of yourself first. So episode 52 was all about stress in the modern age, and here we are, what, three and a half months later, and managing stress is more important than ever. Right, We're in the midst of a global pandemic, and we thought that was a lot and overwhelming and heavy. And now with this civil right uprising that's going on, it's a lot. And then you have a 24-hour news cycle to top it all off. And whether you're a protester out on the streets or you're just watching car chase after car chase after car chase <laughs> unfold on the news like we are here in LA, our sense of safety is seriously threatened right now. And I say that not in a, like, you might not feel like your sense of safety is threatened when you walk down the street or get in your car or whatever, but biologically, because of what's happening in the world, because of what's happening in the United States, your biology, your nervous system are most likely feeling threatened and feeling unsafe. And this is beyond reasoning, meaning that even when you're able to rationally reason with yourself about why you're safe, like, oh, everything's fine. I'm okay. This is fine. This is fine. Your biology always has other thoughts. So I shared all of these things today because I realized once the shelter and home order started here in California, that everything I used to do didn't work anymore. It wasn't enough. I had to change up my routine. I had to try new things. I had to test and test and test. And that's where the episode on physiological priming came about. And then all of the changes I thought that I had made that were enough and it was good. It was good. All of that stopped working when I watched on television and the news to see the government and military meeting peaceful protesters with violence. 
the thing that's become so obvious to me over the last few months is that your body maintenance plan uh, really is like a whole life maintenance plan. I've always believed that self-care should encompass body, mind, and spirit. And we've spent a lot of time talking about body, right? It's called the body nerd show for crying out loud. But your body and how safe and comfortable and strong and well you feel in your body is also relative to how grounded and connected and centered you are with your mind and your mindfulness, with your spirit and your spiritual practice, whatever that might look like. And so when everything that I had been doing stopped working, I continued to seek new things out. And so this is also just to encourage you that it's never going to reach a point where it's perfect. And as a body nerd, I encourage you, I encourage myself, I encourage my clients to keep asking questions and to keep trying things out. You'll never know if something works or if it doesn't work if you're too scared to try it. So I took a workshop this weekend with a company called Lumos Transforms on how to anchor resilience in times of stress. I will link to their workshop below um, because it was a reminder of all the things that I've been feeling right now and how they're biologically hardwired, right? It's not that you're broken and you just can't handle it and that's why you're feeling these feelings of overwhelm or that you just want to watch the entire season of uh, Too Hot to Handle, (laughs) right? This is because, like I said, our biology, our nervous system, our sense of safety is under question, right? Your biology isn't sure if it's safe. Is it even safe to go out to the grocery store, right? And when all of that's happening, even if we've reasoned that it's okay, there's still this underlying stress. And stress, I think, almost doesn't even really describe this like underlying buzz or hum. It's sort of like uh, on a amplification system or like right before you plug in the mic, you know how there's that like hum noise that happens. It's like that has been happening in our nervous system all the time. And this is newer for some of us. For some of you, you might be very well connected and very familiar with that feeling of lack of safety. But this is all to say that, you know, figuring out how to get grounded and centered within yourself when things are turbulent around you is the best asset and best tool that you have. And so today's episode, I want to share the things that I've been doing since March that are helping me to stay grounded in my body. I strongly encourage you to check out Lumos Transforms and their Anchoring Resilience Workshops. Like I said, I'll link to them below or you can just Google Lumos Transforms. They offer multiple workshops a day. They are free. It is one hour of your time and it is worth the time to be there. So over the last couple months, one thing that has become non-negotiable for me is moving my body. And this is 30 minutes every single day. It can look like something different every day. So I walk my dog multiple times a day, every single day, regardless of the temperature outside. We're a little bit hot here in LA today. And so that used to be enough right? I could walk the dog. It would be fine. I was still able to focus and to work and to sleep and to do all those things until it wasn't. And so if you don't have the time to get in a 30 minute workout, and also I don't want to work out every day, it is a stress on your body as well to do a workout, even if it's 30 minutes or an hour. 
So I, I wanted to figure out how I could get that biochemical change that exercise creates of endorphins and reducing cortisol and stress hormones uh, without necessarily having to go down to the garage gym to work out. So if you don't have time for that 30 minutes of movement, try doing 10 reps of something that gets your heart rate up. So again, this is what I talked about in episode 61, all about physiological priming. When you move your body, it changes your biochemistry. Uh, So you'll have more clarity, you'll have more energy, you'll get a boost of endorphins. And it's just a great way to start the day if you have the time. So I work out in the traditional sense twice a week. That has always happened and that continues to happen. That is a habit. I don't have to try. It just happens. And when I don't do it, my body really misses it. And that also took a long time to build progressively, but that's not what today is about. And so on the days where I'm not working out, what I'll do is, like I said, I'll walk the dog, we'll go on an extra long walk. I'll make sure I get some something quick in, like 10 reps of push-ups. Um, you, if you've been listening, you know I'm also working on my pull-ups. I'm halfway there. Yes. Um, so if I work on pull-ups, I just sprinkle those throughout my day Uh, because here's the other thing. And I've always encouraged you to do this, like movement and exercise aren't the same thing. So moving your body doesn't have to look like a, you know, hit workout to count. There are ways you can move your body and change your biochemistry and get your heart rate up uh, that aren't traditional exercise. And they all count. Um, You know your body best. So whatever you need to do to get a boost, like go for it. Um, And to be honest, like there's times in the middle of the day where I'm stuck on something, I will go out and do 10 pushups to my living room. I say like, it's really that far from this office, but you get the point. Um, Or I'll go out and do a pull up or two. It literally takes two and a half minutes and it just helps to shift my mindset, to shift my mind, to get into a place where I can focus and do the work and show up in the way I need to do. So if your movement routines have felt a little bit lax as of late, I just strongly encourage you to get back into it because again, stress is hardwired. Stress is a biological response and so meet it where it's at. Meet it with another biochemical and biological response, uh, which is moving your body. Now, this isn't to say start moving seven days a week. Even I don't do that. There's days where I just want to sit on the couch with a book in the morning, and that's also fine. But start with one day. Start to increase that if you can. And walking is a really, really great way to do that if you're in a place where walking around feels like a safe thing to do. All right, the next thing, and I've sort of hinted at this already that I've really been working on is maintaining routines and schedule as much as possible. So I've kept my workout days, Tuesdays and Thursdays, the exact same since the pandemic started, which gives me the sense of normalcy to build my work schedule around. So I've always, well, that's not sure. I was gonna say, I've always worked from home. No, I've worked from home for about the last five years. Although, you know, when Facebook reminds you of how long time has passed, like it's probably been, Eight, I don't, I don't even know anymore. It's been a while. So the biggest change for me with the shelter at home was that, you know, those little breaks in my day that I was working around when I had to run an errand or go meet a client or go teach a class, they don't exist anymore. Now, my husband is in construction, so he has been working a normal schedule this entire time. So it was really up to me to continue to maintain that normalcy with my movement schedule. 
Now, I will add, Tuesdays and Thursdays are typically my days. Um, I started hiking a little bit on Wednesdays, but that hasn't fallen into a routine yet, right? Like today, who, what was I thinking starting hiking in May? It's in Los Angeles, over 80 degrees today. It's ridiculous. It's not happening. My poor dog will just overheat. And this also gives me the flexibility where if I wake up and I'm like, I know my body best and I know when I need more movement. And so I'll go out on a run walk. And I use that term run very loosely. Um, It's a little bit of jogging and then a lot of walking and the dog will sniff. But you know, you can sprinkle those things in when you feel like you need that extra boost, right? When I'm feeling really agitated and really emotional, I go outside, I go jump rope, I go, you know, move my body to help, like I've said, shift that biochemistry to get me into a place where I can then decide what that next best step is. The other thing about maintaining your routines and your schedule is that you have something to expect. You have something to look forward to. And also like you don't have an excuse. So Tuesdays are my workout day period. Like no discussion. I don't schedule anything in that time. I don't schedule appointments in that time, calls, phone calls, nothing. Tuesday is unavailable unless you are my dumbbells in the garage. And that's how you build not just like the motivation to work out, because I'm not going to lie, there's times I don't want to do it. It's about building that momentum because I know I'm always going to feel better after. So doing all of the things to eliminate as much friction also helps to ensure it. So things like setting out my clothes the night before, that also really, really helps. Um, Also during the pandemic, I have scheduled FaceTime calls with a friend for accountability. Hey, Sarah, what's up? Um, So every Tuesday morning, we work out together. And once she started going back to work, we altered our schedule a little bit, but I still go down and do my Thursday workout because Thursdays, and that's what I do. So If you have fallen out of your routines and schedule and you're really feeling really disconnected and lacking that sense of groundedness or centeredness, I strongly encourage you to either get back to somewhat of a resemblance of what your schedule used to be like, if that's at all possible, um, or start a new schedule, right? Schedule a 30-minute walk before you start your day every day, even if it's just like around your backyard or something, so that you're moving your body, you're getting outside, and you're getting some fresh air and doing something that is going to help, like I said, shift your biochemistry. Another thing that I've really been leaning on, and as I started this episode, I realized I haven't done it yet today, so I'm gonna go do that, and that is mindfulness. Now, mindfulness can mean journaling, meditation, prayer. It can be self-soothing exercises that calm your nervous system. It's a lot of things. And I used to really lean hard into meditation, And one of the things that I found for myself personally when Shelter and Home started is that it wasn't enough. I didn't want to sit down and breathe quietly for any amount of time because I was just so agitated in my body. So hopefully you can kind of hear too, right? Getting that movement dialed in has also allowed my meditation to pick back up. If you want to get into meditation, episode 45 is a great place to start. And one of the ways that I've been using my meditation right now is setting a timer for whatever time that you want. I usually do anywhere from eight to 10 minutes, sometimes 15 
Um, and I just ask the question, what do I need to know to take action today? And then whatever comes into my thought is usually an action. Sometimes it's just fluff and nothing. And it's not a waste of time because that was the practice. And other days it's, you know, the inspiration for podcast episodes or writing or conversations I need to have or actions I need to take. And so I really like doing my long form journaling right after to kind of capture whatever thoughts that I got. Now, this is also to say that I have been sticking with my gratitude journal every single day. That is another one of those non-negotiables, like moving my body, that happens every day, no matter what. And you can start with something as simple as just writing down five things that you're grateful for. One of them can be something right in the moment. A couple of them can be things that happened in the last 24 hours that might seem insignificant, but they matter. And another one could be a person that you're grateful for and why you're grateful for them. The practice of gratitude and starting to write that down changes the way your brain works. It p- makes your brain start to look for positive things and things to be grateful for so that you can record them in your journal again. So if you haven't started a gratitude journal, totally recommend. I know I did an episode with my mom where we talked about gratitude journals. It's just a really, really easy way to put pen to paper, to express some gratitude and to reframe that even amongst turbulent times, even in the midst of a crisis, you have things to be grateful for, right? Things like I wrote this morning of like my cat who always sits next to me when I journal um, or a warm cup of tea or clean water, like the lights on a roof over your head, a phone to listen to a podcast, like whatever it might be, having a gratitude journal, it's a super easy step towards mindfulness and tapping into that mind aspect of self-care and body, mind, and spirit. So the next thing that I've been working on with not, I don't want to say not stellar results, but this for me has been the most, uh, the thing that fluctuates the most is good sleep. Now, this is non-negotiable because if you're not sleeping, so many things are negatively impacted in your body. So your biochemistry uh, is affected, your blood sugar gets all changed, your immune system is decreased, recovery slows down. So all those workouts and movement, your body literally can't keep up. Um, And things like meditation, mindfulness, exercise, all that we've already talked about can all help you get better sleep. Other things are get off your screens, a minimum, minimum of one hour before you go to bed. So I do things like read a book. My library and the Libby app have come in clutch delivering Kindle books left and right. Seriously, so grateful. Reading anti-racism books right now just started um, Stamped from the Beginning by Ibram Kendi. Highly recommend. I will link to it in the show notes as well. Fiction. I'm reading The Testaments by Margaret Atwood. Just finished that one. I'm usually reading anywhere from two to four four books at a time, just depending on my mood. So feel free to pick up a lot of books. Here's the other thing as an adult, if you don't like the book, you can stop reading it. And once I realized that I was just freed to pick up any book that I wanted. So as far as sleep goes, you might also want to explore using something like CBD, which can actually amplify the other mindfulness practices that you're already doing. So again, there's an episode on CBD. You can just scroll back and listen to that one to learn more about how it works. Um, But if you're doing meditation before bed, if you're doing mindfulness, um, you know, that CBD can help to further calm and relax your nervous system on a biochemical level. So I do mix in CBD. And then I've also been doing um, the therapeutic tremors, which I've 
I've talked about before. And that's really been helping me crawl into bed and fall asleep and stay asleep. And I can feel the difference when I don't do the therapeutic tremors before bed, which to me would be anywhere from like a mindfulness meditation type of thing as far as sleep goes. Find what works for you. And you're going to have to try and things aren't going to work, but find what works for you and stick with it. Because once you have something that works, you know, if you're really agitated and it's getting close to sleep, you know, what do I need to do in this moment to ensure that I can get to bed at a reasonable time? Now, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of melatonin every single night because it is a hormone, um, which has its own change and impact on your body. And I know also, I'm going to be the first to admit that I've changed my thoughts on this after I learned more. So it just goes to show that you can always change your mind. So here's another thing I'm going to tell you about good sleep. Put your phone down just put your phone down. It's going to be a much easier way uh, to get your body into that place where you can sleep well. So if your phone is your alarm, put it across the room. If you can put it in another room, get an old fashioned alarm clock, use an eye mask, like whatever you need to do to get good sleep, like do that and try to break up with your phone in the process. So another thing that I've been doing is just really making sure that I'm staying in touch with my friends, with my family, with spiritual advisors, therapy, like whatever it is that you need, make sure that you're not skipping appointments if you have them. So call your people. I text my friends all the time. Hey, let's do a FaceTime. Hey, let's catch up. Hey, let's read. I'm reading this book. Do you want to read it? And like, we'll chat about it in a week or so. Now more than ever, I've been checking in on people and just making sure that they're okay. And I'm not going to lie, like I feel a little bit of guilt about not having done that before. And so that is something that I want to take moving forward of just being a better friend and checking in on people and making sure they're okay. But also just like letting them know if you're not okay. You don't have to suffer in silence. Like there's no gold medal for being a martyr. So reach out to your people and let them know, hey, I'm feeling really lonely. Like, can we talk while I go on a walk? Or, um, you know, if it's a possibility, if you can meet up with them and wear your mask and stay six feet and all of that. But you're not alone in anything that you're feeling. You're not alone. There are people who feel that way too. And reach out and tell them hello and that you need some support. It's really super important always, but it feels even more important right now. Now, definitely stay in touch with people, but here's a but, and it's a big but, filter your consumption of news and social media. And this is something that I have definitely been doing because you absolutely could be plugged in 24 hours a day to news. Like that is possible, but news is entertainment. It is. If you've ever heard the quote, if it bleeds, it leads. They typically share the stories that are going to keep you scared, that are going to keep you tuning in, that are just very dramatic. (laughs) Like that's literally how they make their money. That's what they're trying to do. So with that being said, I prefer to consume my media in print so I'm not overloaded with moving graphics and the tone of the anchors and how they read the news or the music or anything like that. One of the ways I do that is a daily newsletter or weekly daily newsletter, um, meaning it's only weekdays. I guess that's why I should say weekday daily. Um, Anyways, it's a newsletter called The Skim, and I will link to that in the show notes as well. And it gives a great overview of the day's news. So from all different sides, all different sources, like the top news stories that you 
should know if you want to stay informed. And it's in a way where I don't feel like it has that charged element to it of drama and like trying to scare you and freaking you out. Like the news alone is terrifying and very depressing right now. Personally, I feel like I don't need the extra help of somebody else's emotion layered into it. And, you know, one thing I'm realizing, and I don't know if I'm the only one, I'm sure I'm not because I've been seeing it on social media, but I know that I'm not doing a good job of staying informed with what's going on locally. And to be honest, I don't really have any good ideas or resources on that. I know that our ability to change leadership and to change what my daily experience is here in Los Angeles, it starts with my local government, but being informed That's always been super important, and now so it feels even more obvious. Um, So if you have any suggestions on how you have been staying up to date with local politics and what's going on, let me know, because I think that would be helpful resources for the entire community to know. Now, the same of filtering definitely goes for social media. So follow who you want, fill your feed with people who bring you joy, who uplift you, who are talking about things that you want to see that aren't shaming you for things that you feel like you can't do or that you aren't and unfollow who you don't want to follow. It's really easy. They don't know. Definitely using that one very liberally now. Also, give yourself curfews and boundaries. So for me, that means no Instagram after 10 p.m. I'm going to tell you now what happens is I fall into a deep hole. And next thing I know, I'm reading stories from two years ago on someone's feed of that time they made a sprinkle cake. Like, I just, I don't know how it happens. It just happens so fast. Don't even get me started on TikTok. That is another hole. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go take a shower, but let me just check this TikTok. And then 90 minutes later, um, thank goodness my phone battery dies. That's all I gotta say. Um, And another like curfew and boundary I've had to give myself is like no Reddit conspiracies subreddit ever. And if you've ever been on there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So whatever it is in your consumption of media that feels like it puts you into a state, not just, you know, being informed. I think that's important. And I'm not saying to turn away from the news because you have the privilege to, but being mindful of how you're consuming media, social media, news media, media in general, that it's also amplifying your efforts and your ability to take actions. So if it's taking away from your sleep, if it's taking away from your emotional health, if it's taking away from your ability to move your body because you're so tired, you can't do it, then it's probably not serving you. And so just hit the pause. Is this really helping me? Um, And then be unafraid to unfollow and change up what's not working. So I want to know what's working for you. Whatever it is, let me know what you thought about this episode, if you have been doing any of these things already and what you have found to be super, super helpful. I want to know what you've been doing as of late to help manage your stress. Plus, you can send me any questions you might have by instant messenger. What instant messenger? I have in my notes DM. Where did instant messenger come from? Send me a DM, a direct message. That's what I was looking for. Or tag me on Instagram at Holla Or you can call the Body Nerd hotline at 818-396-6501. That's also in the description if you didn't catch the phone number. And before I go, I want to remind you that show notes, fun links, free downloads, the Body Nerds group, everything lives over at aewellness.com slash podcast, including all the things that I mentioned on today's show, like that anchoring resilience workshop and the skim newsletter and also thanks for taking the time to listen today 
I hope that you uh, have some fun movement on your uh, schedule, um, or at least you got something planned for later on. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button. You can also leave a five-star review, which helps other body nerds find the show and lets all the bots and AI and algorithms and all of that know that the body nerd show is doing body nerd fun stuff. (laughs) So here's to asking better questions, moving more, stressing maybe a teeny tiny bit less by being more mindful and getting nerdy. Thank you so much for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.